another bank another crisis this time is the credit suisse bank on wednesday shares of credit suisse bank dropped to a record low of 1.40 dollars per share hi and welcome to news explain this is nabodita ganguly in this podcast hamsini kartik chief research analyst explains the ongoing credit suisse crisis its impact on india and more listen in hi hamsini thank you so much for joining us It's always a pleasure speaking to you. So it must be a real hectic time for someone covering banks considering the current scenario. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um it's supposed to be a busy sector but I think mm-hmm. it's getting busier for not just the best reasons now. Mhm. Talking about not just the best reasons as you put it. It was SVB now we are talking a lot about Credit Suisse. So what's happening with Credit Suisse? Let's start with something. What happened with SBB is very different with uh, the things that have unfolded at Credit Suisse. The first major difference between the two being uh, what's happening at Credit Suisse is a culmination of things that have happened, let's say, from twenty fourteen. If you have to really go back in history, but more so from twenty nineteen onwards, uh, there were reports on and off about the quality of work. uh the bank has been wanting to sort of uh keep its uh, super rich business separate from things that aren't doing so well so that sort of a bifurcation is something that the bank has been planning about and then there were uh, allegations around funding uh, illegal activities including you know kidnapping and stuff like that so there uh, credit suisse despite being the second largest bank in switzerland has been embroiled in uh, multiple controversies multiple issues um outcomes of those are not so much you know uh, known as black and white yet but what really triggered the fall of credit suisse and before i come to credit suisse let me just explain what went wrong with sbb like we've done in the past like we've said mm. in the past sbb is a very simple case of failure uh they had more of assets uh less of liabilities at one point uh prior during the pandemic because that's when deposits poured into the bank um a silicon valley bank as we knew it in its past of that until about a week back was mm-hmm. very gung ho about investing in uh, um startups venture capitals it funded a lot of new upcoming new economy businesses and it had it played its role very well until you know it got flushed with too many liabilities and too little assets too many deposits and too little deployment opportunities mm-hmm. so it was a classic case of asset liability management mismanagement mismatch okay al mm-hmm. mismatch we colloquially call it on the other hand what's happening with credit suisse is a outright you know mismanagement of business it's not just alm that's gone wrong it's possibly every aspect of the balance sheet that's gone wrong it's it's a combination of bad business it's a combination of bad credit calls it's a combination of uh, um, not knowing how to you know uh, credit suisse is a big group so not knowing how to really make the best ut- utility of each piece in the group and things like that so about a week to 10 days back we had the management in its annual report report 
come out and say that you know there there are reasons to believe that the financials may not be reflecting uh the true picture of the bank and i think that's what really caused the current trigger or the current downturn that we're seeing and post this report we had one of the largest uh, investor in credit ue say that he is not going to invest any more money into the bank and here we're talking about saudi national bank hmm. which had pumped in about uh, 1.5 billion just last year for a valuation of 10% at in credit ue in a way credit ue was supposed to have you know drained and it must have been a down and out kind of a story even last year but these people came in and they put some money and they uh, made sure that it the the boat didn't sink or rather a credit ui is a ship uh, the ship didn't sink just yet um, now it's again at the, on the verge of collapse and with one of the largest investors pulling the plug on the bank saying that you know i'm not going to keep funding your losses for perpetuity they had no other choice but to turn to the government for funding so that is the situation as far as credit ui is concerned so no it's interesting that as you mentioned about saudi national bank i think yesterday they also said that the panic over credit ui is, is unwarranted but at the same time they in the beginning said that we cannot we don't want to invest any more that is right mm-hmm. um i'm not sure how long we can be in denial uh saying that you know a uh, panic uh, around credit ui is uh, overstretched and things like that mm-hmm. definitely is it a layman moment i would i would want to reserve my comments at this point in time because uh, uh, layman or uh, global financial crisis or whatever is only a term the there is there is always a deeper implication that happens out of the crisis um and we'll have to really wait and see you know what this crisis is going to teach us layman was a very classic case of you know uh, assets getting packaged in very attractive names to keep making them viable which in very uh, common banking parlance we call it as evergreening of loan but it's not a very straightforward case of evergreening it didn't happen so apparently and like i said it happened using very very fanciful words and therefore there was a mismatch between uh, the quality of the assets they had and the liabilities that they had to pay out you know the assets weren't enough to pay the liabilities mm-hmm. now what we are seeing is a moment very similar to that but a little more complicated than that this time around we don't have assets you know getting repackaged in fancy names or repackaged in a very uh, uh, frightful manner but was the credit call itself correct was it warranted for in the first place you know those are the kind of issues which are now setting up and when you have a bank like credit suisse come out in the public and say that you know my financials may not be truly dependable then it's a problem of a different kind altogether that we're talking about so from what you are saying seems like they have been in a bad state with regards to their finance for a while that is so true because uh, um no, i like i said let, let's just go back in time okay 2014 credit ue pled guilty to federal charges mm-hmm. that it allowed some of its us clients to evade taxes and you know this thing costed it around 2.6 billion dollars that was the amount they had to pay to the fed uh, to the federal government and the new york 
financial financial regulators to ensure that they come out of the tangle then just in about 5 years from there they had some sort of a reputation damage uh, because of some accounting scandal that happened elsewhere we since 2019 to now we've seen uh, termless uh, uh, resignations and people coming and going at the top people have not been able to really stay stay on at the top management and really guide course for the bank that's been a huge problem for credit suisse in the last 4 years and then the massive thing that happened was in 2021 when you had one of the large us hedge funds going belly up and credit suisse had a lot of exposure to the fund that was a moment when the world thought credit suisse was also going to go belly up but then you know we had some investors coming in some sort of a support here and there and they managed the crisis like i said uh, last year in 22 you had saudi national bank pitching in and uh, the bank ended up being you know sort of afloat even last year when there was this whole investment happening the social media was still you know very very live with a conversation that gradually is set to fall it's a pack of cards waiting for someone to just pick fickle it at any point and then it's going to collapse maybe what we're seeing now is just a deferral of all of that by a year we'll have to really wait and watch okay all right so talking about the situation of the bank former rbi governor raghuram rajan said and i quote credit suisse problem is that it does not have a business over the last few years credit suisse has participated in almost every scandal that comes to light i mean the bank has been in a bad state and can we say that because of the ongoing situation everything got escalated and now we are talking so much about it no i don't think we should just you know disregard it like that number okay. because mm. um the the problem is real here and uh, this time around i think i would want to agree with the the former governor because uh, he is right uh, uh, entity like credit suisse it's into wealth management it's into investment banking it's into banking it's into uh, you know hni services it has a piece of its arm and leg on all places so hmm. it, unlike a jp morgan or unlike um, a bank of america you can't say that this is the you know strong domain of or even for that matter a barclays or a bnp paribas if i were to give a european context you can't mm-hmm. say credit suisse has a strong footing in one section alone um even in india if you if you are to talk about their business they are not even in the first five names as far as lending is concerned they are mm-hmm. somewhere there on the league table and uh top 20 borrowers indian borrowers account for 99% of its banking business you know that is the level of concentration that they have in a country like india and mm-hmm. that is a big risk because what if some of their customers here ha- have interlinkages with you know uh, uh the global world they could be foreign customers whom credit suisse india is catering to in india or they could be uh, uh some of the domestic customers who would who could have a counterbalance exposure to some other country where credit suisse plays a major impo- major role in terms of banking services and all that 
so as of today i don't think we can just step aside and say that you know uh, credit to is a problem but it's not going to be a problem that will lead the world mm-hmm. my sense is there will be a contagion i didn't expect so much from svb largely because svb is in a regional the problems at svb is completely different there aren't there are assets but the realizable value of the assets aren't so much to repay the liability and then you have you had the fidic step in the fidc step in to say that you know i will pay all the depositors so that sort of taken care of even if let's assume a lot of regional banks who did this sort of a lending to fintechs and startups and new age companies go berserk and buzz we'll still not have a contagion because it's regional it's uh, centric to one place and the particular uh, local authority there the financial regulator in that particular district is willing to bail out okay whereas something like a credit suite is so much big and we're talking about a bank that has operations across the world maybe the size of operation may not be so big for instance even lehman didn't have a great exposure to india right mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. lehman happened money that could potentially come into india stopped for at least two years we had we people were scrounging for capital money was not so easily and cheaply flowing into nations like india so that is a second order impact of credit suite on india that is going to be very very uh, difficult uh, for us to predict the exact quantum at this juncture but having said that we cannot rule out a second order impact in case of credit suite whereas svb was too small it mm. it wouldn't have had a second order impact at all on india so talking about india's impact according to jeffries india the fate of credit suisse group is more important to the indian banking sector than the collapse of silicon valley bank can you elaborate this a bit yes yes like i said in india credit suisse has about 20000 crore of an exposure uh i'm not saying all of it is going to be bad all of it is going to be you know things that will be written off or or 20000 as such is such a big number for a multi trillion banking uh, system that it's going to be very difficult to digest and all that i'm not getting anywhere close to it at all but uh like i said the immediate impact is that indian banks also need money right uh capital from abroad is becoming a very very important source of income for indian banks and that is something that we cannot neglect for too long uh some of them will be in the fundraising process if not immediately now maybe 6 months to a year from now what is going to happen to them how will how will uh, these banks be able to attract capital that's one part of it mm-hmm. to assume out of the 20000 crore of exposure indian banks have any counter exposure or any additional exposure to any of these accounts is everything going to go bad for the indian banks because of what's happened with one global bank that's another thing that you know we sort of need to watch out for uh just to give you a certain perspective hmm. when we had city pull out its retail business in from india Hmm. because that's a call that it took across a couple of uh apac nations when we did that uh when we saw that happen it was an opportunity for indian banks right although hmm. there was a in, there was uh, as a knee jerk there was some sort of a 
uh, hesitation. There was some sort of a pullback. You did see a clutch of foreign banks, a clutch of top uh, uh, private banks having to realign their uh, uh, strategies to make it more attractive to some of the customers and all that. But the impact of that was not so deteriorating to the balance sheet. Whereas here is an impact that can be real, that can be a little more, uh, you know, it, it may not be something that can get absorbed in a quarter. Or for that matter, even to, even to sort of find out what is going to be the real impact of it may take a few quarters to even ascertain, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll, it, it, it's not everything that is in black and white as far as this particular crisis is concerned. And mm-hmm. which is why uh, uh, Credit Suey, which also apparently has about one and a half percent share among foreign banks as far as uh, assets are concerned within the banking sector, if that goes bust, there will be a ramification across the banking sector in India. Okay, so basically we have to wait and watch to see what happens next. Yes, I'm not so much bothered about deposits because deposits is just about 20% of its total liabilities. Mm. 73% of its liabilities are in the form of borrowings. So uh, as far as India is concerned, even if something happens to credit suite, deposits is not going to be a big problem. Depositors will be sort of covered. But um, to pay off your liability, you will have to unwind your assets. Are the assets going to fetch exactly the same amount uh, You know, when there is uh, solvency-related issues like this is something that we'll have to see for now. Hamsini, to conclude, I mean, this turmoil, global turmoil that's happening, what should India do to avert any financial collapse? We can't do anything. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's where it is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we are, I mean, the, uh, the uh, globe is perical, right? So mm-hmm. there's no start or end point to it. So uh, unfortunately, if there is something that goes wrong at a magnitude of this scale, somewhere across the world, it will have ripple effects across uh, all the pure entities uh, uh, in the globe, right? Mm. What will possibly happen is that uh, just like when you when you toss a, a stone on, on in the in the river or on the pond, the 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 impact of ripples are very high immediately around the stone. It sort of becomes gradually weaning as you move distance. India is at a slight distance, so. Uh, though we will have a second order impact that we cannot at any given point in time escape, the magnitude of second order impact that Indian banks will face or may face may be slightly lower than what European banks will themselves go through. For European banks, it's going to be a very, very tight situation. And that is why you had the you know Switzerland government say that they will do a 54-odd billion dollar bailout mm. package for uh, Credit Suey because if this money doesn't go through and if it is going to create a solvency kind of an issue, it's a big problem for the European system. A big problem for the European system will be a big problem for the American system. And for the Indian system, it's a huge twin problem to handle at the same time. So I don't think we're going to, we're going to be away from the pain as such, but are we in a position to quantify the pain uh, not really, because pain is going to come on two sides, on our funding sides, but as well as on the ability to raise. I mean, that's that uh, pain is going to be there on the funding side, as well as on what's going to be the quality of assets. 
although the the trouble is contained to 20000 crores of books uh, which is sitting on credit suisse uh, financials what would how would it impact the rest of the banking system you know, we we can we can keep doing all sorts of permutation combination but your guess work will be just as good as mine or anybody else's okay. at this juncture okay so basically i think we need to look at how things are and maybe come back and have a conversation about what's happening that's right understand. that's right just i mean uh, mm-hmm. if 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 you just want to sort of qualitatively corroborate what i'm saying mm-hmm. look at the kind of pain that the banking stocks are going through you know the nifty bank index right mm-hmm. it's some of us are trying to justify that you know the lower growth in uh, credit is one of the reasons uh, why the bank nifty is underperforming lately and all that but the fact is that market participants are understanding that there will be a second order impact and it's better to pull some money off banking stocks at this juncture rather to wait and watch how the scenario plays lose more money and then pull out whatever is remaining globalization can be scary as well at times the way things are happening right now yeah i i would still think it's okay you know hmm. it's uh, we have to go through these speed bumps uh once in now cycles are getting shorter apparently that's the new mantra on the street uh but we have to go through the grind because every grind makes the system better you can't avoid it and globalization has a lot of advantages you don't want to give up on it for you know these sort of speed bumps in between mm-hmm. we'll take it okay. as a learning and move on mm-hmm. okay that's a very beautiful way to end this conversation thanks a lot for your time homsini thank you